baby. Welcome, everyone, to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio by my co-host and resident golf sicko, Mr. Jonathan Teal. J. Teal, how are we doing on a Monday evening, my friend? Oh, man, Mr. Needham. Got a little, little case of the Mondays here. Case of the Mondays. Someone has a case of the Mondays. The, uh, the, the electric nature of a uh, top five finish in dirty birdies followed by Ooh, we'll a, talk about that yeah followed by a electric evening of nfl playoff football has all waned after a monday uh back back at the grind but uh you know i always perk up on monday evenings when we get to talk golf my favorite thing to do so I'm locked and loaded, bud. Locked and loaded. Yeah, excited to to get going here. Back in the studio again, right? So we kind of, our schedules have been, I don't know, misaligned. I don't know if that's the right word. We were still able to do the pod, but having you do it over Zoom the last two weeks. So good to have you back in studio, Extenuating my Extenuating circumstances, Yeah, yeah that's fair. Say. That's fair. That's a fair way to put it. But you, know, you mentioned all the great sports this weekend, JT. So obviously we talk about golf a lot on this podcast. That might be an understatement, but you mentioned the NFL playoffs as well. Thunder basketball, and uh, there's a special little place up on Memorial, my friend, that we like to go to take in all those sports. With everything going on, you need multiple TV screens, and there's no better place to find all that action than Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. Of course, the YSO podcast championed by Chalk Sports, 1324 West Memorial Road there in Chisholm Creek Plaza. You can follow Chad and the entire Chalk team on the web at ChalkOKC.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at chalkokc. No better place to watch it all unfold, is there? There's really not. I uh, was excited to see that they uh, subscribed to the ESPN Plus uh, PGA Tour Live, the kind of the new feeds. Yeah, very cool. Around uh, feature pairings and good stuff. Yeah, four yeah, different golf feeds every Thursday, Friday, and the early coverage on Saturday and Sunday. Got to sneak up there, had a little lunch with our man Ty Beave on Friday. Um, Watch some golf, enjoyed a delicious club sandwich. Man, I love going up there. I was I was kind of sketching out our spring schedule. Yeah, that's right. And uh, man, we are going to be uh, taking up residence, and can't wait to get folks out to hang out with us at Chalk. But don't wait. Get up there, go see them. Uh, you guaranteed to have a great time. Always the favorite. That is Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. Now, JT, you've got something on the big board here, and I, I want to yield the floor to you before we kind of really get going in recapping all the golf action over the past week, my friend. Yeah. And so I'm going to shut up, and get out couple, of the way. Couple, couple mea culpas here. Uh, I pride myself on uh, on the accuracy of uh, what what at least comes out of my mouth on this pod. You know, can't uh, can't speak for you, sir. But uh, you would want to, bro. I was uh, I was way off. I said uh, in our in our course preview for last weekend's uh, Amex, I specifically called out the death bunker. Uh, I misquoted. It's not the 18th hole. That's on the 16th hole at PGA West. Uh, total bonk. When I turned on, I was actually watching that coverage at Shock and realized my the error of my ways. And then as I listened back to the pod, I said that care. <laughs> Kira Banks was going to be one of the celebrities, as in, uh, what was Kira Banks famous for, like Victoria's Secret, uh, Victoria's Secret fame? Uh, Kira Dixon, Golf Channel celebrity, um, mm. was mm. in the field, not Kira Banks. So uh, 
you know, I'm not sure if it was the Samsonite, uh, the, the quick uh, change to Zoom that we had to do last week that threw me off. But uh, nonetheless, I pride myself on accuracy and and had to and throw myself on the mercy of our listener that uh, those were two dead wrong mm. statements on mm. my part. Knew it started with an S, though. Yeah, I'm embarrassed for you. So uh, clearly I mean, that that uh, goes goes without saying, my friend. But we'll we'll let it pass this time. We'll let it slide. Put you on double secret probation uh, for the next month. Uh, and and just see what happens, right? Roby. So yeah, the the YSOHR department is looking into the matter for sure. So, uh, well, Jay Till, I, I think that we should start with the ladies this week, and I think that you agree by looking at the big board here. Uh, we'll get to the Amex uh, and talk about kind of the want 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 that it was down the stretch on Sunday. But but let's start with the ladies. A somewhat brisk and cool Lake Nona, Florida, down in Orlando this weekend, wasn't it? Uh, allegedly, yes, it was allegedly, allegedly uh, cold and blustery over the weekend. Got to start with the winner, though. Danielle Kang, uh, certainly a favorite of this podcast. The Mud Hen uh, gets it done on Sunday. Uh, really nice round, uh, finishing off with a 68 to kind of win it going away. I, as I was kind of checking in on coverage early on Sunday, I thought Gabby Lopez was going to be the one that ran away with it. She had a great start uh, to the final round. Uh, but the mud hen kind of hung in there and hung in there, and ends up winning by three strokes for her. Uh, excuse me, for her sixth, I believe. Um, if I heard the coverage right, yeah. And LPGA first, first one in a while, victory. right? So didn't win at all last year, right? If I'm not she mistaken. She didn't win at all last year uh, after going back to back in the 2020 restart, uh, where she actually picked up that nickname, uh, kind of winning back to back weeks in Toledo, Ohio, of the famed Toledo mud hens. Uh, Love some so it had been uh, every bit of uh, 18 months since she had hoisted a trophy. Had gotten herself in the mix at this event last year, actually, uh, before Jessica Corda took it by the throat down the stretch. Uh, but good to see Danielle. She's a she's a feisty, feisty character. Had a, had, a, had a new hairdo, sporting. Uh, just a short game was on display. Uh, she's just a just a fun 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 gal to watch. Yeah, and, and obviously down in Florida, right, Orlando, we mentioned it earlier at uh, Lake Lake Nona there, the golf club in resort. And so somewhat somewhat chilly weather, I would say, for that part of the country yeah. for this time yeah. of year. But but the ladies seem to seem to maybe overdress I, just a little bit, right? So maybe I, that's I was, the sponsorship deals they had to get I, out there. When I was watching when I was watching the coverage and I saw the the, the winter wear that was uh, uh, being um, kind of bantered about. I thought, good gosh, man, they must be having an absolute ski slopes, cold snap. What yeah. is going on? Um, the tour de force was Nelly Corda in a legitimate ski parka. So I'm like, man, I got to check though. this out. I, I checked out the weather. You know what? What was the temperature yesterday in Orlando, Florida, folks? It was 54 degrees. 54 degrees. There's a reason why they call it the Windy City, man. And we're man. out there in parkas. And cool. I saw some, I think I saw somebody in some earmuffs. Um, come on, ladies. Have have a little bit of uh, toughness about you. We have we have guys in, in Green Bay, you know, feels like zero in short sleeves. Right now, I wouldn't, uh, you know, the craziest factor with some of these NFL guys is a whole different story. But the alcohol factor I, uh, probably as well. I'm a, I was, I was a little bit, a uh, little bit taken aback by uh, some of the, uh, 
the measures, I guess, that these ladies went to to keep themselves warm. I, I saw it as well. I saw it as well and thought it was probably a little bit over overdone. But, you know, again, you think about sponsorship deals, right? And so they might have certain deals with clothing providers that you don't get to see these ladies in the winter gear, so to speak, all that often. And so there's probably an extra 10 grand in it if you go ahead and wear the heavy jacket, even though it may not be necessary. So I, that, that's, that's my guess. Again, I always like to be always economical, right? The follow money. the money, follow the money. Follow so. the money. Uh, so yeah, that was, uh, that was one big takeaway from this week. Now, another one, and I'm surprised you didn't get uh, snipped onto this one a little earlier. Uh, Annika, right? I was, the goat. I was, I was like, wow. The goat. I was, first of all, I was a little confused when I first saw her uh, in the field. I thought, I thought this was, you know, tournament of champions. Maybe there's some sort of special uh, exemption for her. The all-time champ. And then, come to find out, she is not playing in the LPGA field. She's actually playing in the celebrity side of the field. Uh, I'll put this to you, my friend. Is that, is that a little scummy? The the greatest, arguably, probably not, probably inarguably, greatest oh, yeah, I think. golfer on the lady side of all time playing as a celebrity in, a, in, in an event. Well, I, I'm not going to call it scummy, right? She is retired, I think, from, from the LPGA Tour. She played so. in the Game Bridge, I think Game Bridge at Lake Nona last year as a, like a legit player. I, I think the US she can be open, choosy. She senior, is still senior. a draw. She's a draw in the lady's name, right? So, or lady's game, I should say. So her name is a draw. Uh, so I, I'm going to let this slide. I don't think it was scummy, but I think karma maybe set things straight, right? Because she did not win the celebrity part of the tournament, did she? Uh, sh- no, she did not. She uh, was beaten in a, did they have a playoff? Was it? I see that, right? They Playoffs. Playoffs. They did. Um, yeah. One, one whole playoff. It didn't last long. And, uh, yes, none other than Derek Lowe, a former current. Bo Sox picture, picture I think, for a while, among, amongst uh, other things. Maybe Major Mariners. League, uh, star uh, took her down. Uh, so, yeah, I thought, you know, I, I'm fine with giving her a pass, too. She is the GOAT on the ladies' side. Uh, but I thought that was a little bit weak to tee it up uh, with a bunch of. Oh, it's old man Teal here. Get off my lawn. Scratch so. hacks. Ah, I, I'm, I, not, it's not scummy. A, a little. Again, they're, they're trying to get her into the field, give her uh, a platform because she is the GOAT. But you know, one thing I want to point out, Jake, is that we're looking at the leaderboard here, the the different flags throughout the top 10, my friend. So, and again, this was a tournament of champions, so obviously a limited field for the actual LPGA players. Not, yeah, only on, 29 Annika, players. Annika not included in that uh, particular side of the field. But, man, you just look at that, uh, the, the, the international flair to the leaderboard. I mean, really, really kind of cool to see, right? So that uh, it brought out a lot of the big names, and the big names from all over the world. Yeah, you just go top 10. You got, uh, obviously, the United States, uh, Canada, Mexico, France, Japan, um, Korea, Scotland, Australia, England. Um, TA was that Thailand? I just gonna let Thailand you keep going. Flag? Yeah, see how many you know. Yeah. Thailand flag. Uh, no, I, you're you're the pronunciation man. Pajari <laughs> Anakarana Ana Ananakaram Ananakarn. We'll go. We'll go with Thailand. Anarukarn. Thailand flag. Thai flag. So yeah, you're right. Uh, and goes throughout. And I would say, by and large, the ladies' game is a little bit more international flavor. Although the men's game is coming on strong. A yep. lot of strong uh, Asian, South American bit. players and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, enjoy getting to watch it. First LPGA Tour event of the season. They have a more uh, traditional calendar year schedule. And, uh, How novel. I was, excited. I, I was excited to watch it. 
Yeah, absolutely. The ladies will stay down in Florida for this coming week as well, Jay Till, as they'll, they'll head over to Boca Raton, another lovely part of Florida. Maybe the weather will be a little bit better for yeah, them this and, week, right? Yeah, uh, and for our, for our hardcore LPGA uh, fans and listeners, you may be confused because you say, wait a second, they played at Lake Nona, you said, uh, but that the game bridge was at Lake Nona last year. Are you confused? Is the tournament really at Lake Nona this year? Don't have any uh, explanation of why, but uh, switch up in venue for the GameBridge LPGA, which, yes, indeed, was at Lake Nona a year ago, uh, sliding down to Boca Raton uh, for the second event of the year, um, Florida Swing, if you will. Defending champ Maddie Sackstrom. That's right. uh, Sweden's own. Another favorite of the program. So, uh, yeah, again, again, another reason that Annika was playing at Lake Nona is her home course. She played in the Game Bridge last year, which was at Lake Nona. And so uh, getting getting off to a good start here uh, for the LPGA. They actually have a kind of a gap in the schedule, about a month gap after uh, after next week's event. Uh, but um, excited to have it back. And sad to see Nelly fade on Sunday, but Daniel Kang is another favorite and happy yeah, to good see story. her triumph. Yep, good story there. Good, good, uh, good winner as well. So looking forward to see seeing what she does in 2022. So now, now let's head what I would I say across the pond, right? I guess maybe it's across a couple ponds, though. Uh, let's head over to Abu Dhabi, my friend. So the HSBC Championship, uh, some big-name players not in the field for the Amex this weekend because they were playing uh, over in the desert, so to speak, the big desert, if you will, there in Abu Dhabi in this event. Defending champion Lord Tyrell Hatton uh, didn't win this time, but he did make, uh, make make the headlines, as we'll get to here in a moment. But uh, the German, uh, no, Belgian, right? Belgian. Belgian. Yeah, Belgian, right? So i got to get my, my flag Belgian. game tight here. Thomas Pieters, uh, the winner there at 10 under, holds off Spaniard Rafa Cabrera Bello in the Indian player, uh, Shubankar Shamar. I, I like that. So, uh, yeah, seeing, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, there. yeah, very cool there at nine under. Holds off a couple other notables, Vic Hovland being one of them. And the aforementioned T. Rail Hatton. Did you watch any of the Abu Dhabi Championship, my friend? I know time changed a little bit so uh, I, different. I, I, everybody knows my affinity for coffee golf. Uh, that uh, has not waned. Uh, over in the Middle East, it's a whole different ball game. We're talking like a 1 a.m. start. Uh, the tournament's like over by 6.30 or 7 a.m. Uh, I failed to catch that 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. window any of the days live, uh, but I did hit a little bit of recording so I could see uh, see what happened. And um, interesting, there's a lot, of, a lot of conditions. Man, I tell you what, everybody got off to a hot start on Thursday. I want to say the lead might have been at uh, 8 or 9 under par. And then things fell off a cliff. We're talking blustery, blustery conditions on Friday. Folks were backing up big time. Uh, didn't get a lot better throughout the weekend. And then, uh, yeah, Peters, Pieters, uh, you know, he's he's somebody who's, I think he's won a couple times in the last three months. He's you somebody who. You see him pop up on the Open Championship leaderboard from time to time. really thought was yeah. going to have yeah. a, a breakout career after his stellar performance at the 2016 Ryder Cup faded from thoughts uh, for several years and seems to be reestablishing self himself. Big athletic guy, hits it a ton, very athletic. Uh, so he is back in the winner's circle. Uh, you mentioned Vic Hovland having a nice week, uh, tends to play well when he tees it up on the Euro Tour. Uh, Colin Morikawa was in the field this week. Roy McIlroy was in the field this week. Uh, all had uh, varying degrees of success. 
But you mentioned our man, Lord T-Rail. After what could only be described as a, as a fun, banter-filled video that the European Tour put out this week, um, three guys trying to kind of hit a one-yard Yeah, the one-yard fairway. fairway, right? Yeah. Um, he had not great things to say about Yas Links. Yas. The uh, course for the first time, the venue for the first time here for the Abu Dhabi Championship. Uh, and I quote, I wish someone would drop a bomb on the 18th hole, end quote. I could have done that in a British accent, but you probably would have uh, still gotten the point. Uh, Lord Tyrell, ne- never one to mince words. Uh, the dropping the bomb, um, probably not the right words to use when we're over in the Middle East. Uh, yeah, it's, it's sensitive. Yeah, it's a fair way to put it. A sensitive topic. Uh, he was not the only one that uh, had issue with Yas Links. Uh, our man Rory, you know, uh, as we see, not winning on Sunday. Uh, not wanting to complain. Um, when told, I believe, that uh, the tournament's going to be at the – he asked, can I ask, when, how long is the tournament going to be here? And the reporter said, I think the next three years. He said, I'll see you in 2026. So uh, at, least, at least a couple of uh, cranky individuals not liking uh, the new venue – over for the Abu Dhabi Championship, uh, but you know, you know, I'm not much of a shut up and dribble kind of guy. But let's say uh, you go over to Middle East, you're paid handsomely to be over there. Appearance fees are legal on the Euro Tour. Uh, I would probably just uh, take my cash, uh, smile, say thank you very much, and move on to uh, Dubai this week. But that's not how they chose to go about things. I think it's a little silly, uh, but. You know, something for us to talk about on the pod, I suppose. Yeah, and, and, you know, let's think about that because oftentimes we criticize these guys for being robots and not sharing their mind. And, and you know, you, you want to hear them speak the truth, so to speak, whenever things are going well for them. Hey, what was that like? How'd you hit that great shot? What were you feeling? And and I don't know that we should necessarily, you know, poo-poo them too much whenever they speak their mind at the other, other end of the spectrum. And, you know, it must be said that neither one of these guys played terribly. Right, so they, they were both up there. I think uh, uh, we mentioned uh, Hatton finished in a tie for six. Then I think Rory was maybe one or two strokes back and finished T twelve. So, so these guys played okay, um, and and maybe we should value their assessment of the layout of the course. I mean, we're going to get to another European golfer who had strong words to say. I don't, I don't think he forgot he was mic'd up uh, about the Amex lay, uh, setup uh, here at stateside this weekend as well. But, you know, I, I'm okay with this. Yeah, I, I'm okay. Now, again, usage of words and, and doing it in a constructive manner uh, may be a, a place where you could criticize them in that regard. But uh, uh, I'm okay with yeah, them calling I mean, it out. speaking your mind is different than being a complainer. In my mind, I mean... Uh, well, there's a, there's a fine line, right? So it's like if you don't like Lord T-Rail Hatton and Roy McElroy, which you don't, you're going to assess them as complainers. I, that is not... I'm indifferent, that, that I'm indifferent to both I, of them. That is not eh, accurate. I, I think that the quote that Roy accurate. had was clever. Uh, See you in 2026. Okay. It, is, it is clever. It's fine. It is clever. Um, you know, maybe if, if you can't say something nice, don't say it at all. Oh, BS. It makes for boring <laughs> pod. When boring world. You are uh, in a situation where, you know, it's a brand new golf course. You know, you can't say those things constructively off to you, off to somebody. I bet know? they put a ton of work into that golf course between now and next year because of this. Yeah, that's, that's, prob- that's probably great. Hey, right. Hey, oil's at 85 bucks a barrel, too, so they've probably got the money to be able to, to, to make that investment. Uh, and, and second of all, third of all, or fourth of all, I do not dislike Rory. I love Rory. Oh, BS. I love Rory. 
one of my favorite golfers. Would love to see him live up to his potential again. Just not getting it done. And instead, let's say, oh, I didn't. I hate the course. It's the course's fault that I, you know, nuked a three wood over the green, or I couldn't lay up on the 18th hole, or whatever it was. Um, come on, guys, play, be better, play better. Nah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. If they if they want to, you know, gripe and, and throw in some uh, airing of the grievances, so to speak, I'm okay with it. Again, be clever about it. Uh, but uh, I think I think Rory's was. But let, let's take it back to the states, right? And uh, let's talk about the Amex out in La Quinta, La Quinta, California, right? So really, Palm Palm Springs, right? Palm Desert. Palm I think Springs, is kind of kind of yeah. what, we're, what we're going to call this. They're out in the desert. Uh, visually. Looked really cool on television. I, I have to say that much. Watched a little bit on Saturday. Watched a lot on Sunday down the stretch, especially the back nine there. Uh, but uh, your thoughts on the Amex? Uh, I know on the big board, not a lot of juice. You're, you're not. You're not. We're not a big fan of the not, coach. Not a lot of juice uh, for the Amex. I uh, I did watch a decent amount of it, and I just didn't. Just there's no. There's no. I don't know. There's no flow. There's no. Uh, the leaderboard was a little bit lacking. Obviously, whenever you kind of get into it from a fantasy sports perspective, uh, had some had some rooting interest, you had some good picks too, and really uh, really enjoyed it from from that standpoint. But even then, you know, I, they play those first three days across three different courses. They don't really have um, a way to do that well when you get you're that spread out. It's hard. You know, I think Patrick Cantlay was making a super deep run on the first day, and they had to kind of scramble a walking camera over there to watch him play the last few holes. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just a little bit of a snoozer, right? Uh, I mean, there's a reason that we're starting with the LPGA event and the Abu Dhabi event. Those things had, had a little more cachet than the Amex. Uh, but again, golf's golf. I'd rather it be on TV than not have an event at all, I think. Um, I challenge you to tell me Hudson Swafford is not sexy. Um, HUD. HUD, as we're calling him now, apparently. But when when do we when do we okay that from a TV cov- coverage standpoint? Hud Swafford. I, I, did he make a request yeah. to be called Hud because that's stupid? I did not so his sign Hudson off. Swafford. I did not sign off on Hud uh, whatsoever. Tig Woods. Uh, I <laughs> roar big roar. Max Patton. Yeah. <laughs> B. Maxie. Pat. Desire. Great pick by me. We'll get to that. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know. It's hard to it's hard to beat up on these guys too much just for for winning. You know they go out there and, and do their thing, uh, but he's yeah. It's just just not a lot of juice with Hudson Swafford. Even if you change his name to Hud, well his play his play deserved some some sex appeal, my friend, or had some sex appeal because you you look at the scorecard here and you want to talk about a psycho scorecard. I think the guy only made four pars the entire eighteen holes. It was birdies left and right. It was a few bogeys here and there. Eagle sixteen. Eventually, that was what clinched it for him when it was all said and done. Eagle 16 makes a big-time putt on 17, the par 3 there from just just inside the fringe there, and then holds on with a clutch par putt. Absolutely. What it turned out Absolute to be. So, kudos to him. 64 I mean, on played, Sunday played great. to win. You can't, uh, you can't argue that. Gets it done by two over uh, Tom Hoagie, who had come into the day. Yeah, with talk, the lead. But that final pairing, Hoagie, Hodges, and Griffin. Is it a law firm? Or I mean, I, I love that. So. Hoagie, Hodges, and Griffin. That, that was a tough scene. Uh, so Hudson Swafford, third PGA Tour win. The second, I think this is the second time he's won this event. Uh, his third one That's escapes right, yeah. me. Uh, mm-hmm. Which one that uh, was his third third PGA Tour? Didn't he win one of the playoff events last year? Last no, summer? No, that was some other bland PGA Tour golfer that nobody <laughs> can remember. Uh, so Hud being Hud, good for him. Takes home a check. 
La-dee-da. La-dee-da. Well, let's get back to that hot mic thing, right? We talked about it, alluded to it earlier. Uh, Rory and some of the crew had some things to say about the course set up in Abu Dhabi. The world's number one ranked golfer, John Rahm, had some things to say about the setup at the Amex, and I don't know that he necessarily knew that uh, he was yeah, going to say. Yeah, or a hot mic? Another hot mic did, issue? Yeah, it's kind of hard. Did he? Uh, is a hot mic. He was one of the feature groups, video, right? So, like a fan video, whatever. He's walking off. Uh, he's walking off a green, going to the next tee, and he's overheard. Uh, this is a family program, so I have to do a little bit of bleeping. But a uh, uh, terrible bleeping setup this week. It's bleeping putting contest. Uh, not a fan of how the course was set up. Uh, again, much like Lord Tyrell and Rory, it wasn't because of his poor play. You know, solid week, T14, I believe. Yeah, my pick to win last week, so for, did okay. Uh, for John Ron, I made by his standards, uh, finishing 14th is, uh, is terrible. Uh, but, yeah, he was caught on the mic, uh, having some very, very choice words for the setup at, uh, I believe that was the uh, the stadium course. And, uh, you know, fire in his belly. Fire in his belly. Well, well what would that be about, J. Tills? For, so, for the uninitiated, for the less nerdy uh, of, of golf fandom that's out there from a listenership standpoint, you know, what what was his biggest gripe? What was his beef? Whenever they, he says it's set up like an effing yeah. putting contest, I mean, what, what are we talking about? Well, it really just pin positions okay. are, uh, are relatively accessible. You know, it's not as um, pronounced or not pronounced. That's not the right word. It's not as talked about, but this event is a pro-am, right? So the first three right. days... Yep. Yep. There are amateurs uh, in most of these groups. Close to Hollywood, right? So you pros. expect that, yeah. Uh, so they can't exactly set it up, you know, like a U.S. Open, uh, really tough. They got to get these guys around. And so um, I would challenge John Rahm, like, what week on the PGA Tour isn't a putting contest? It seems like whoever puts it's best an important part of the game. wins. Uh, but I think his sentiment was, you know, it's basically I'm um, – Everybody is kind of more equalized, and the ball striking isn't rewarded as much uh, when they have some relatively easy setups that uh, everybody hits it, again, relatively close, and it's who makes the most putts and uh, maybe more pronounced than usual. Uh, But again, we're talking about a 10-second profanity-laced tirade. Who really knows what was going on in this fiery Spaniard's head? Uh, But uh, I'd rather have him, you know, caught on a hot mic than not. Yeah. Um, it could be worse, right? Ask Justin Thomas. That's good. very good point. Very yeah. good point. Now, I got hot Mike. Hot Mike. We're going to stay on the hot. Hot Lanto. Hot Lanto Great Griffin. pick by you. Great pick by you. Love that pick. I uh, believe I said it on the pod last week, but just in case I didn't, and or to double my emphasis, Lanto's my guy that has dropped out of the top 100. Who's the guy outside the top 100 that's going to storm back in and have the best year? Lonto was my pick with the Stewie Nat boys, and he's delivering early. Uh, I'll have to pull up the World Golf rankings uh, as we sit here and chat further. But Hold, uh, hold out for Eagle on number 12. What four. Pretty cool a there. week for Lonto. Uh, ties third, ends up three back, uh, 67 on Sunday, and... Uh, we, we are back, baby. We are back in business with Mr. Lonto Griffin. Yep, great, great pick by you on that. That was your dark horse pick last week, so it was plus 12,000. So he almost won the dead gums. Yeah, so 120 to 1. So great pick by you. Uh, let, let's head down to the to the KF Tour, 
Jay Till. So moved, up, I, moved up to 86 in the world, by the oh, way. Oh, good, good. Nice job. Was, uh, Top 100, one, then. was 117 uh, last week. Finishing in a tie for third, we'll do that for you. Bingo, baby. So, uh, good good pick by you. So, uh, move on to the Corn Ferry Tour here, right? We alluded to it earlier. Kind of a weird midweek schedule down in the Bahamas last week. I think maybe we were halfway through the second round whenever we were recording the yep, pod yep. last week. Uh, but young Akshay, right? Uh, Batieri, is that how, how do you say his last name? Akshay Batia. Yeah, Batia. I think that's right. So, uh, maybe perhaps most well-known for the joggers out on the golf course, right? So, young kid. style. Yeah, wins the uh, the great Exuma Classic. Exuma Classic. Again, I still don't know how to pronounce that, and I'm the pronunciation guy. Uh, but uh, wins that tournament, gets his first win down there. Very cool. I mean, perhaps got more news coverage by his uh, very attractive caddy uh, and maybe how he come to come to, come to beat <laughs> that young lady, right? So, that was kind of cool. So. Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned the funky start to the corn fairy season to get those guys a little bit more, um, I guess, visibility, although neither tournament is televised, which is interesting. Uh, Sunday through Wednesday tournaments, uh, first two weeks of the corn fairy season down in the Bahamas. And uh, Akshay gets it done. Uh, You mentioned, yes, he uh, made news early in the week, kind of sharing an Instagram video of his Girlfriend, Caddy, uh, who he met on Instagram, was quite the news early in the week. And then, by gosh, if he doesn't go out and win in his very first start as a Corn Ferry Tour member. Um, those who aren't familiar with Akshay, interesting story. Uh, it seems like the guys that on the on the, on the the men's side that turn pro early, which Akshay did at se- yeah, 17, 17, 17 okay, years wow, old, yeah, I knew he was, yeah, kind of youngster. graduates high school early. Immediately turns pro. Uh, another guy, uh, Sean O'Hare from back in the day, kind of a lot of flack. Uh, it seems to be, for some reason, um, golfers that turn pro at such a young age kind of kind of catch a little bit more of it uh, than maybe even the women's game or certainly um, you know other pro sports. So he had kind of been beat up for doing that. Uh, two years later, after um, really because of his, uh, his style, his flair, um, some nice starts on the PGA Tour. Uh, by gosh, you know, wins the darn golf tournament. Um, the Greater Exuma Classic. Now, great, the Great Exuma Classic. He, uh, I got to tell you, awesome part of his story. He's doing his kind of like winner speech, doing his like Instagram selfie. He's a big Instagram guy, right? Huge so big, Instagram big Generation guy. Z, right? Gen Z guy, right? Yeah. I, I, funny you say that. I literally heard this morning him say that the thing he was most excited about after the win was that his Instagram account went over 100,000 followers. Well, that's a big deal. Forget the 150K winnings. Forget an extra week down in the Bahamas. Forget winning with the girlfriend on the bag. 100K followers. That That's just uh, pre-millennial. Gen, Gen Z at its finest. It's a, a lifetime achievement right so, there. So, yeah, he's doing, the, he's doing the, the post-round, again, selfie video thing. He's like, oh, I'm so excited. Thank you guys for all supporting me. It's awesome to be the winner of the, he looks over his shoulder at the trophy, Bahamas Sandals Great Exuma Classic. <laughs> Forgets the name. Forgets the name of the tournament. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's a that's a Gen Z moment, right? So now in his defense, right, they're playing this week in the great Abaco or Abaco right, Classic, yeah. right? So it's, it's hard to keep your Abacos and Exumas, Exumas, 
Again, uh, hard, hard to keep it straight down the Bahamas, God right? I love so. the kid. But very, very polarizing kid, best I can tell it on social yeah. media and the message board. Um, you know, you don't like him because of the jogger. Let's just be I was going to say, the, the flack that he catches, I think, oftentimes is probably a product or byproduct of of the swag on the course, yeah, right? Dude, so, just a little generational, yeah, yeah. little look at me. You know, old, some of those older guys are like, hey, you want to, you know, Earn, earn your way up through it, right? So go through the process, yada, yada, yada. Again, kind of an old school mentality and, you know, maybe maybe an outdated thinking, way of thinking as well, right? So oftentimes these people rush to success at a young age and, and you know, maybe he's on the precipice of kind of finding his groove out there now. So we'll see, right? It, it's one one tournament, right? We'll uh, we'll see what he does with it from this point forward. But, uh, yeah, I'm not, still not a fan of the joggers. Hey, fair, fair enough, you know. Uh, fashion is a, it's a, it's a whole different world. Uh, but I was uh, I was excited about it. You know, anytime you can get excited about a corn fairy event on a Wednesday, you know it's a needle mover, and Akshay certainly is that. Yep, absolutely. So, well, let's stay with the young folks, right? The Gen Zs, as we would like to call them, J Till. And so, let's talk a little bit about some college golf, my friend. The OSU women out in the desert college the last two golf days is back, and unfortunately, the streak is over. My friend, so we talked about it last week. Coach Robertson's squad, five for five in the fall. They fall just short to Arizona State uh, out at Superstition Mountain today. Uh, I think end up losing by five strokes total, right? Uh, Arizona State was 18 under. The OSU ladies, 13 under. But having said that, they had the individual winner in Madison Henson Tolchard, right? So she wins it at 10 under for her first, I believe, career uh, college golf tournament win. So second place showing, good showing. No doubt about it. Uh, we would like to have seen them win, but they get the individual winner as well. Uh, and uh, notables, uh, Kaylee McGinty played well, as well as Clemmy Martin as well, all up there in the top 10. But uh, Oklahoma State, they're going to be fine, right? So we're not this isn't, we're not hitting the panic button yet. Uh, yes, you got ahead of me a couple. Four for four in the fall, not five for five. This would five have been five for five. You, yeah. you, were, you were thinking back to your, your statement last week where you said they're going to go five, five for row. five, yeah. Uh, yes, do fall just short. Um, you know, I think that you can't win them all. We, we've in golf more than any, you can't win them all. And, uh, it's somewhat of a small field, uh, getting back into the groove of spring golf. Small field, but a good field though, right? Ole Miss, Ole Miss was in the field as well. And so, uh, they're, they're a perennial power in the, uh, uh, women's golf game. Very strong. UCLA, usually pretty good. Host, University of Denver was the host. Arizona always has a good squad. So yeah, really, uh, you know, five of the eight schools that were in it are perennial powers. And, um, OSU played well but not good enough to bag the crown. But I, I just think I'm, I'm happy to have college golf back in our lives. We got a, a nice run here during the month of February. We're both the uh, OU men, OSU men, and both the lady squads will tee it up for the first time for the spring. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, Clement's, um, Clemmie Martin, that's the first time we've heard her name. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So breaking into the squad uh, to uh, be on the top five, obviously. The fiery, fiery red hair. So going along with that uh, OSU orange. So yeah, I think she's going to be one to watch. Uh, no doubt about it. Yeah, if anything, probably Izzy was the biggest disappointment this week. Isabella Fierro. Yeah, you know, fan fan favorite, right? Uh, a favorite of the pod here. One of the moments of the year last year. Whenever we were fortunate enough to interview her, and uh, yeah, had a had a tough day today. No doubt about it. Really tough day. Uh, you know, you'd think she would have been on cloud nine after her invitation to That's the right. Augusta National Women's Amateur her and came McGinty in the now. mail last week. Uh, but she fades hard to a 77 today. Probably uh, probably cost the, 
cost the ladies uh, the victory if she kind of just plays up to her standards. Uh, so a tough week for Izzy. But they will bounce back. Going to have the no chance to it. do so uh, here in a couple weeks down in Melbourne, Florida, at the Columbia Classic. And uh, only good things ahead for the Cowgirls. Yeah, and the guys, both Oklahoma State and OU, getting ready to kick it off here in another week or two. Uh, so we'll get some of the uh, OSU and o- OU men going here pretty soon as well, as well as the OU women. So we'll obviously be following that uh, in the weeks to come. Now, I will OSU say, women, Keith, before we leave start. college golf, we, we last year, were we called for it. How can we get more college golf on TV? And so when we call for something and we get it, we want to make sure and tell the folks about it. That's right, yeah. Uh, recording this here on a Monday evening, uh, the 24th of January. Uh, the next two days, you'll be able to catch the Southwestern Invitational on the men's side of things. 3 p.m. Oklahoma time, I believe, is when that coverage starts. 3 p. Oklahoma time on Golf Channel. Uh, a really nice field of 12 teams. Uh, they are through day one today. It uh, looks like Georgia is going to finish the day. Uh, in the lead, uh, Arizona State kind of nipping at their heels uh, a few shot back, a few shots back. Uh, Pepperdine at one point today was off to a great start. Yeah, they faded hard at the under end. par. Uh, they have faded back to even, uh, but a lot of golf left to be left to be played in this one. Uh, Texas in the field. Don't know if you saw this. Whole Cole Hammer. I did. I Ace did. baby. Not one to toot the horns of the Longhorns very often, but got got to give Cole Hammer yeah, some dap, right? Hole, journalistic hole in integrity. One. Somebody and makes ace a hole in on one. number 13. I yep. don't care who they're playing for. Very you got cool. you got to cool. shout them out. And so again, Southwestern Invitational out in Westlake Village, California, North Ranch Country Club, which I'm not yeah, familiar with. Sunny skies and 72 degrees. So I'd take it. I would take it. Not too shabby. Uh, college golf is back. Excited about it. Yep, we'll be following that for the next two days, as you mentioned. Uh, coverage over there on the Golf Channel starting at 3 p.m. each day, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday uh, here, Oklahoma time. And speaking of Oklahoma, my friend, so let's let's make it local. Let's talk some fairway files. So I, I know Keep things are getting heated up on the Sunday afternoon match out at Lincoln. I'm going to be joining this weekend, so finally the schedules were lined. when I saw your, uh, uh, yeah. your RSVP. I'm in. Throwing down the gauntlet. I, uh, I'm excited. Maybe Come at I, me, bro. Maybe I have to get into your pocket this weekend. Well, let's see what happens. So you play your cards treat. right, you may get into more of the pocket. So, hey, hey, hey. Uh, now, now, before we get into the the Lincoln recap that was this week and uh, kind of our golf follies, I, yeah, I got a story here. So USGA, uh, story hit this week, put out the average handicap or the American so, golfer this I, week, my friend. And yeah, so, you know, awesome. we, we like to keep track of these things. We like to kind of measure ourselves uh, against uh, the uh, the golfing metrics that are out there. Uh, did you see the article, and do you have a guess as to what the average handicap <sighs> I, is? I, I should this probably... Is uh, this is men's. We'll yeah, talk, I, I got the women's probably too. play dumb, and, and, um, but I did actually see okay. it. Uh, now, I, I, if I remember right, it was a 14. It was 14. Down from a 14.2 the previous year. So more people got out, played some golf, and got better. Yeah, interesting. I, um, you know, first of all, you think about this is people who have a registered USGA. That's right. That's right. USGA handicap, which is a, um, I'm not sure what percentage, it's hard to know, of actual golfers that do that. I'm going to say, I'd say one in four, one in three. I was going to say relatively small. Yeah. Uh, number have a, a register handicap, so it's just of those. If you're going to call it like more hardcore-ish golfers, it's for it to be a 14. Because I can tell you, if the, if you if everybody had a handicap, 
the average It'd be a lot the higher. average handicap yeah. uh, of the average golfer is is much higher than a fourteen. So this is of uh, folks that take the time to set it up, track their scores and whatnot. Hey, I was just excited so, that you and I fall on the right side of fourteen. I right? mean, so we are, we are better than most. Then you know, better than most. It, keeping it below the average. Thank you, Gary Coke. Uh, is always good, and I think that we uh, maybe that's something if we can somehow figure out how to find that out every year, that can be you know, one of our goals is to always stay you know for, stay until, on the right until side until of the we line. get like sixty you know maybe right. maybe even to our seventies to stay below the average. Well, at this rate, I probably won't make it that long, but yeah, that's that's nice. So it's a nice thought. Goal one: live to seventy. <laughs> Goal two: stay below the uh, average. Handicap. Don't live hard till sixty. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was a good one. That was yeah. a good one. Uh, that, yeah, it definitely fits the fairway. Yeah, ladies, file. ladies, average I think was somewhere in twenty-seven and change, give or take something like that. So, but but maybe the expectation there. Uh, obviously, you have a, a maybe a bigger disparity between the gals that are really really good at this end of the spectrum versus mm. maybe the gals that play recreationally, right? So so I, the the number much higher there. I think a, a smaller number to pull from as well, probably leading to that higher number if I had to guess there. But I think it was 27 and change. That's a, so that's so keep it under 100, stuff. ladies. Go out, you keep it under 100, that's a pretty good day, right? Interesting interesting yeah. tidbits that you found out there. I, I like that. Yeah, well, well, talk to me about what happened yesterday afternoon. Again, recording this podcast here on Monday evening, the 24th. The famous slash infamous Sunday afternoon game at Lincoln, my friend. Sunday afternoon game at Lincoln. Um, we played a quota game yesterday Ooh, nice like it a little quota game uh, you do need a handicap to helps. Uh, play in the quota game basically uh, points are assigned for eagles birdies pars and bogeys double bogey or worse earns you no points but doesn't hurt your score and i gotta tell you our man hc brian heathcock absolutely was friend of the pod a friend of the pod and on the pod total heater yesterday best i've ever best i've ever seen him play in person uh five birdies wow he threw out there um 73 That's two over good, par dude. 73 wow. uh very impressive he was playing really off impressive. a four handicap which he was you know as all low caps they, oh wah, wah, it's too low blah 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 uh, his quota that so would have put him at a used to break an eighty probably and if yeah for, con- for consistent B, consistently yeah. break an eighty, uh, but to to sh- to have five birdies and shoot seventy three pretty good uh, really really good he uh, bested you know so that made his quota the way that works you take thirty six minus your handicap and so he's got he's a thirty two quota so he's got to get thirty two points which is um, which is difficult to do. He bests his quota by five points, so he has scored thirty-seven points. That's pretty good. Damn good. Uh, lit it up. It was a fun. I was in his group. Uh, it was fun to watch. Other than the fact that Scooter and I took on uh, him in the super, and we uh, we we uh, we got we got pretty lambasted. <laughs> That's, you probably uh, got it's, hammered it's then. <laughs> somebody shoots seventy-three on you, you're gonna, you're gonna yeah. lose significantly. But uh, gotta get up Scott as well. Scoots shoots uh, one over on the back nine. Heard he got hot. Nice yeah. little back nine. Uh, it was a fun game. Two groups. Uh, we're going to continue to talk local golf. We love uh, folks getting to be acclaimed for their good rounds. You know, we'll try to keep it keep it to the minimum on uh, flaming folks for their bad stuff. Yeah. But uh, got to shout out HC when he when he drops off five birdies. Another great day. Yeah, planning on getting after it next week. Excited to have you out, bud. Yeah, looking forward to that. We'll really be the first real test run for the new PXGs. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Hit the range a couple of times. Folks we haven't had a chance to play for a full report. 18. Yeah, well, yeah. Speaking of that, you know, accountability, I think we're still on track. 
I uh, am three for three in terms of weeks with a uh, at least one range session. Uh, it, it seems to be paying dividends um, up uh, up in the you know, high 30s, low 40s well, percentage you, of green. You and I hit. had a range session together last week, right? So yeah, we got to keep, keep each, each other accountable. Each other accountable. Yeah. So uh, things are off to a nice start. Uh, what was your, uh, I forget, what was your result goal? Uh, result goal was to uh, break, break 80. Break 80, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, so first test of that will be on. Heath Cock got a 73. Okay. I'm, I'm looking for 79. That's all I'm looking for. Very good, very good. Well, uh, I get it this Sunday, who knows? 2022, we've been blessed uh, with pockets of good weather. Looks like another good weekend. Fingers crossed. Coming up, and uh, I tell you, there's uh, you know, no free ads, but another publication has a big event coming up at Boiling Springs that a lot of people mm. are excited about. So, uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of stuff popping out there uh, on the local links. That's right. That's right. We're talking about another place known for some good weather, my friend. So the, uh, the PGA Tour staying out on the West Coast, part of that West Coast swing, the Farmers Insurance Open coming up this week at the famous – or infamous, we'll get into that. Torrey Pines in La Jolla, California. Right, <laughs> I just spit, <laughs> took a drink while Keith was intro, and that almost spit it uh, out all over. Uh, La Jolla, California, just outside San Diego. So, but uh, defending champ, you want you want to take a guess on this one? I, I think you probably remember this one. Easy, Patrick Reed. Yeah, Patrick Reed, uh, the devil himself, uh, the defending champ here for the Farmers Insurance Open. But, you know, thoughts on Torrey Pines, right? We got the north course and the south course, right? We just come off the Amex where they play different courses. So going to do a little bit more of that this weekend. But uh, uh, let, let's get into it, right? Because there, there's a lot, of, a lot of beef oftentimes for Torrey Pines, right? Well, <clears throat> depends on who you talk to, right? Some people think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh no problem with folks who love that setting right there hard by the cliffs of the it's Pacific pretty. Ocean. Visually stunning. Visual, visually stunning. Certainly will be um, uh, great on TV this weekend when you can see hand gliders, you know, off the cliffs, the waves crashing on the beach. Uh, you did mention they played over two courses with the north course and south course, one round each over Thursday and Friday before they go exclusively to the south course for the Saturday and Sunday rounds. So for you guys that are uh, wanting to lay a little of a number, uh, if you bet a first-round leader, you may want to look and see who's playing the north course first right. because north There's course a difference. Yeah. plays significantly easier. Yep. yep. So if you're looking to make a uh, any first-round leader bets, you may want to look and wait till the tee sheet is posted before you do that. Um. I had the pleasure several years ago of getting out to Torrey, played the North Course. It is a treat to play, uh, good architecture. Uh, the South Course, unfortunately, is an absolute bludgeon fest. Not um, not a lot to speak of there in terms of good golf holes. Uh, most would say that the architecture is a little bit weak for such a. I think. How about this? It's probably good. The problem is, in contrast with what a great piece of property it is, that's right, that's right. it's not as good as it could be. Well, and let's let's get into that, right? So we are big fans of a an acclaimed minimalist. That is sure. Mr. Perry Maxwell, yes. right? So so maybe there was a thought that, hey, look, this is such a gorgeous piece of property. Let the property speak for itself. We don't have to overdo this. Could could you give some benefit of the doubt to the architect? Architects, probably, I'm sure it's been redesigned a couple times in the past, if I had to guess. Maybe, maybe give them a little bit of, of, a, of a break there with that minimalist type of thinking. Yeah, that, uh, that's, that's a, an astute point. 
Uh, perhaps they, they thought that through. I, I think maybe the problem is that over the years, it's actually gotten worse, right? So these redesigns Fair and enough. things have, have not really done any favors. Nonetheless, folks will love uh, this tournament. Most folks kind of look at this as the unofficial start of the PGA Tour, where it's probably the best field of the West Coast swing yep. early yep. on. And it is a good field, yeah. And, um, again, great views. Uh, I believe the first tournament that will be on network television coming off the Golf Channel will be on to CBS. Nice. And so uh, some new tricks and bells and whistles up their sleeves, I'm sure. But, yes, Patrick Reed, the defending champ, uh, I will go out on a very firm limb and say he will not repeat mm, as mm, strong champion. Words. Uh, in fact, uh, I look for him to miss the cut oh. this week. But um, I'm excited. I, I, I'm, what I'm actually even more excited about is the Wednesday through Saturday little funky schedule this week. We're starting mm. on a Wednesday. Apparently, the PGA Tour is getting smart. They're not going to go up against the conference championships probably on Sunday shouldn't. afternoon. Yep. So for those, again... Well, the golfers probably want to watch the games too, right? So. DFS players, um, maybe you're laying a little bit of a wager. Keep in mind, we have a Wednesday start this week out on the West Coast. Yeah, I like it. I like it. gives us something to do on a Wednesday afternoon as well. So we'll be watching it for sure. But uh, we mentioned the field, right? It is a very strong field, obviously Stat. led by the world number one, John Rahm, uh, Justin Thomas, Xander Shoffley, Bryson, the big golfer, DB Vibin, DJ Dustin Johnson uh, making an appearance. Hideki Matsuyama obviously coming off his big win at the Sony a couple of weeks ago. Sam Burns, Willie Z, Tony Finau, Sungjae, uh, Brooks Kepka, P. Reed, as you mentioned, defending champion in the list goes on and on, my friend. Picks, you want to get into this pick? Now, I guess before we get into picks, we alluded to it earlier. We made some great picks last week, right? So the, the, the YSO Dirty Birdies game was an absolute whitewash of YSO family members at near the top of the leaderboard, my yeah. friend. Shout out to 2G, right? Finishing in the 2G money. 2G finishes in the money for you the first just time. Missed it. Just, just missed it. Out and myself. I was two spots behind you. I think you were fifth and I was seventh. So three, top ten. Three in the top ten. Uh, we take a lot of licks out there, both on social media, certainly in our internal uh, text threads. Yeah, text and threads get me. Text threads. They get me. And so when things go well, we love to talk about that alongside uh, whatever scars we may have from the past. Uh, congrats to our man 2G. Uh, got to finally fill up his bank account a little bit instead of having the uh, the daily, the weekly. I think I think we were like 40 weeks into this, and he finally cashed a check. Finally cashed a check. What was 60 bucks, Good 65, something Good like that? Good on him. So, yeah. And uh, for those of you not familiar with Dirty Birdies, uh, our weekly daily fantasy sports contest, you throw in a five-buck entry, you pick yourself six golfers, and you have yourself an entertaining week and weekend of watching golf. You can find Scooter and 2G's podcast focused on Dirty Birdies uh, wherever you get your podcast. It's a great little listen. It's kind of a short, quick-hitting podcast, strictly focused on who they like. Uh, until last week, you wanted to avoid those names. But now I think they're on a little <laughs> bit of a We're on a heater now. And you want to take a listen to that. But uh, get right. involved with us. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and if you want to join that game, the direct link to get into the YSO Dirty, Dirty Birdies game each and every week can be found on our website as well at fantasysportspros.com. Scroll down to the bottom to the weekly pick segment. You'll see it there, kind of an embedded spreadsheet with Jay Till and I's weekly picks and then a link to go straight to the DraftKings YSO Dirty Birdies game and get in the fun. 
for sure. So picks last week, uh, I, I think our dark horse picks were probably most impressive, right? You mentioned Lanto Griffin, right? So he finished in a tie for third. You had him as your dark horse at uh, 120 to 1. Had a great showing. Uh, Maxi Patton Kazire, right? We talked about him on the pod <laughs> last Tony week. Uncle Tony didn't even yeah. have any back, by the way. 160 to 1. So he ends up finishing, uh, I think, in a tie for 13th or something like that. So he was up there. Uh, had a good showing as well. Richard Flowers for you, not as good, but Willie Z and Scotty Scheffler, good picks Willie there as well. Willie Z. How about the Willie Z pick? Top that, 10? Was it Friday? He shot a 61, right? So it was a first or second day, I think. Calling he went out Willie really Z for a top yeah. 10 after he'd been yeah. an absentee great student. Pick. Great pick last week. Uh, Scotty had one bad round, kind of cost him really being in the mix. Uh, ha- had a nice week overall. Corey Connors is dead to me. So I, I go out on a limb. I, I talk him up. The smooth swing in Canadian. Love watching his swing. He goes out and lays an egg in the opening round and then played better after that, but uh, did not make the cut. And again, the cut was weird, right? So it was after the third round uh, in the amateur. They played weird. all three courses, but uh, he just misses the cut by a couple of strokes. And so my top 10, the only bad pick I had over the week. So I guess we're, you know, as the great meatloaf would say, three out of four ain't bad, right? So R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, there. So tie it all together, Jake Till. <laughs> so, well, uh, I will give you honors, good sir, since you finished in fifth in the competition last week. I finished in seventh. Uh, so so give us another great dark horse pick, man. Who's it going to be? Deep odds, right? So 100 or 1, 102 1 or greater for a dark horse this week at the Farmers Insurance Open. I got a great one for you this week. This guy's made a living, a fat, fat, fat living off of making cuts, cashing checks, but never in his career winning a golf tournament. I got Cam Tringale at right on our number, plus uh, 10,000, 100 to 1, uh, to uh, be my dark horse. Uh, I think he'll he'll have have a top 20 this week. Nice. And uh, cash himself another fat check without really uh, ever – sniffing a win well if he finishes third or better then we're you and i are packing up and going to vegas next week because you're you're definitely on a heater with these dark horse picks uh back to back between lanto griffin and cam triangle tringali uh, so yeah good pick there so i'm gonna stay with the hot hand so a guy that was in the final pairing this weekend at the amex seems to like california give me lee hodges at 190 wow. to one plus 19,000 wow. deep cut here That's... so played really well so sometimes these journeymen can kind of Pull it together Lee for lightning Hodges. in a bottle. You're lightning Lee in a Hodges. bottle. Yeah, I'm going deep here. So, uh, but I think he's going to make the cut. So I, was, I, I, I thought I, that I might have been a make that. a wish kid when I nah, first saw him nah. out there. Hodges, Hoagie, and Griffin again. The law firm. They're going to get all back together. Uh, join the same group hopefully again this week. So I had some good vibes going for him. So I'm going to go Lee Hodges at plus nineteen thousand. Uh, I, I I don't like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you snake draft and tell me who you got for your cut maker. Well, since Corey Connors broke my heart last week, I'm gonna go with another smooth swinging Canadian, Mac Hughes, Mackenzie Hughes, oh. right? So at plus seventy five hundred, uh, we'll remember him from last year, right? So at this golf course, right? Had a, had a deep run, yeah, deep so run. So U.S. US Open. Open got his ball stuck in a tree. Interesting, uh, yeah, just I, crazy weird a, stuff. That's and a so, solid pick. Should yeah, have good vibes. I think you'll have some good vibes at this tournament at plus. 7,500. Think you're getting some good value there. Mackenzie Hughes, my uh, cut maker for the week. My cut maker is someone who tends to play well on the, West, on the West Coast Cali swing. Boy. He um, fits this golf course because you do have to hit it a long way. That way, when you get into the rough, you're closer to the green to be able to chop it out of that deep rough. Mav McNeely, when he plays well, he plays really well. He is going to be my cut maker this week and make a run at the title plus 7,000 
you're getting them at great value uh, for somebody who I think has a chance to challenge this week. He'll certainly make the cut. He's my cut maker this week, big yep. guy. Like that pick. And again, Cali Boy, I, I think he'll do you some good here. Um, you want to go snake draft? You want to uh, go snake top draft? Tenor? Sorry, snake draft. Yeah. Uh, right into my top tenner. Uh, Tony Finau. Mm. Big tone. Big tone. I knew you were looking at him this week. I sniped got there him. first. You sniped him from me. I got there first. Plus 2,900. Again, I, I think Tony could potentially, uh, again, I think Mav will fall a little bit short. I think Tone will too, but I I, I almost took him to win because I think this place just suits him really well. I agree. Uh, if he gets on a little bit of a run with that putter, uh, we could be in good shape. So give me, give me a big tone for my top tenner. No, to the to the victors go the spoils, right? So you finish in fifth and uh, you get to pick first. So you, you take Tony Fee now from me. Now, now you poo-pooed my Lee Hodges pick for the dark horse. You take Tony Fee now from me. So this one, I'm, I'm just going to take the knife and just stick it in you right here. Patrick go. Reed is going to be my top tenner this week at plus 4,600, 46 to how, 1. How I know you, Scooter, Scooter's going to absolutely love this pick. Defending champ. Defending crap. champion. So he, he's going to be up there. He's going to compete. He's going to finish in you're the top defending 10. defending T-Rail Hatton, dropping bombs over in Baghdad. You're, you're picking Patrick Reed. God knows what he's going to do this week when nobody's watching. I mean, I get these PXG clubs, and I just go to the dark side. I, mean, man, so I don't know scummy, what the deal scummy. is. You and Onik are going to hang out on a pro-am or something. That's right. Uh, well, well keep it going. Give me your winner. Let's see if you can impress me with something else. All right, another Cali boy, another relatively local boy. Uh, I'm going to go with him, Xander Shoffley, the X-Man. Right? The love affair continues. Right, Very So local. I picked him a lot last week, uh, or last year, I should say, and uh, was always right there on the precipice, right? So we always think about him finishing in top tens and majors. Won the gold medal uh, last year in golf as well. I think he's going to have a big Be year. nice to see him yeah. in the mix this yeah. week. Yeah, I think he's going to play well at plus 1,700. 17 to 1, I think you're actually getting some good value on this guy. I, I think he loves this course. I think he's going to play well. The X-Man, Xander Shoffley, my pick to win this weekend at the Farmers. Love Xander Shoffley. Love him so much that I drafted him onto my season-long mm. Great squad. Pick, Great pick, buddy. Uh, actually, sorry. No, I didn't. You must have. I uh, must well, be thinking about up. one of my other. You messed uh, up then. Uh, Mia Culpa before we even start. You're only in 17 fantasy leagues for golf. Uh, yeah, sorry. Hard to keep the, straight. The, that wasn't the important one, unfortunately. My winner, I uh, I feel really good about. feel really good about this. Um I think he is the guy you gotta also have in your DFA. If you're if you're running a DFS lineup, you gotta have this guy. A little pricey out there on DFS, but Sam Burns. Mm-hmm. Sam Burns is tailor made for this golf course. He can absolutely bomb the golf ball, but he does so with more accuracy than most who hit it longer. His putting has been excellent this entire year. After a couple weeks off, I think he's going to be fresh. He's going to tear up. I, I hope that he gets the north side, uh, the north course draw first and then can focus Get in three straight strong, rounds on the, on the south course. Uh, if he starts on that north course, look for him to go 64 or better in the first mm-hmm. round. Sam Burns, my winner, at plus 2,400, even giving you a little value. To yeah, you get there. a good pop on him being the first-round leader as well, so get some good odds on that too, G, if you're listening. So Sam Burns, but go you Tigers. you got to wait to see yeah. if he's on the north course first. And one of those young young guns, up-and-comer, Louisiana native, and uh, had a great 2021. So, yeah, wouldn't shock me to see him continue that good run of form in 2022. So there you have it. That's the picks for this weekend. Again, 
we, we, we looked relatively competent last week, Teal. Can we keep it going oh, yeah. on the West Coast swing? We're into the real, we're into the actual real golf tournaments. Real. It counts hey, now. The fall, that's a bunch of, just a bunch of ho-hums, twiddly-dees. We're, we're on to San Diego. The San season Diego. has now started. Um, stay classy. The whole, the whole spiel. We're right here. We're ready to go. We're going to be dialed in on Wednesday. Again, PSA. Wednesday, folks. That's Do right. Do not forget. And now you'll be tweeting out those reminders of a Wednesday start this week as well, right? So so how can our listeners get at you, my friend? So get, give out the tweeters. Nice give segue. out the instas, nice bud. Nice segue. I wonder where you were going there. At YSO Golf on Twitter and Instagram is where you're going to find us. We, uh, we're, we're lively. We're getting into the West Coast swing. We're starting to get our feet under us. We've got some uh, some interesting interesting stuff to talk about with Tori. Great field, as my compadre here mentioned, at YSO Golf. Give us a follow. Share us with others. We love to interact with you out there on social media. That's right. I was looking at the stats uh, right before we started recording the pod today as well, Till, and we had 51 new unique listeners tune into the podcast this week, my Look friend. So, so the system works. If you share it, you, you give us a five-star review. You get out there, you retweet it, right? So you do all the stuff from a social media standpoint. You're able to share the gift of golf in the YSO pod with a friend or a family member, they will listen to it because we see it reflected in the stats. So uh, for the Sports Pros Network, as always, you can check us out on the web at fantasysportspros.com or you can follow us on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And remember, that is pros with an E, ladies and gentlemen, P-R-O-S-E. You guys get it, right? Pros, you know, like writing, pros. High-level stuff. I mean, this is... Our listeners are very Oh, oh the, very highest, sharp. the yeah. highest IQs. We're talking Rhodes Scholars, some Cambridge folks, I think, are involved. Uh, heady stuff from the YSO crowd. We try. We try. So, going to be a great week, J.T. Looking forward to getting out there and swinging it with you, my friend. Looking forward to uh, getting out there and hitting them on Sunday and Lincoln. Can't wait. Going to be good stuff. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, we encourage you to get out there and play more. And as always, get out there and enjoy the walk. Yeah.